We have arrived at the eve of National Signing Day, and to celebrate, we're going to talk about one of the most famous recruits of all time. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 1st. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Yes, signing day is tomorrow. Very big day here in our industry. Uh, we've got a uh, big Signing day show on CBS Sports HQ and 24-7 Sports from Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Got, I think, nine commitments scheduled. A few coach interviews. Three of those commitments are from uncommitted five-star prospects. There are three uncommitted five-star prospects, in fact, who will be making their decision on Wednesday. And all three of them will be doing it exclusively with 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports HQ. So we are very excited about that. And then for more signing day information, make sure you have subscribed to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. But today on the College Football Daily, we're going to be talking about Tate Martell, the uh, uh, the, the just-retired Tate Martell. So as you probably know, Tate, when he was just 14, just an eighth grader, committed to Washington. A few years later, he decommitted from Washington. A few years later, after Steve Sarkeesian left Washington, Tate decommitted. A little bit after that, Martell committed to Texas A&M, During the Texas A&M decision, Martell had the infamous Twitter DM in which he called then-Aggie quarterback commit Nick Starkle, quote, ass my dude, um, as in I can go in there and start early, all the quarterbacks left, and and there's really no one good there. And we're going to talk about that that exchange here as well in a little bit. Then Martell decommits from Texas A&M, commits Ohio State, goes there for two years, transfers to Miami, plays receiver for a little bit, then transferred his final year to UNLV, and he is retired now. During the course of all that, with all the decisions that he made, with the Twitter DM, Tay Martell, and then the style of play because he was just simply phenomenal at Bishop Gorman, was at one point a five-star recruit, ended up finishing as the number 56 player in the class of 2017. He just became super famous. It just was, it became larger than life in a way um, and, and was almost the high school version of Johnny Manziel. And in this conversation that we're having with Joe Rigo, who co-founded the franchise Las Vegas and covers UNLV and, and everything else out there in Las Vegas and knows Tate Martell very well, it's a, it's a great conversation and we're going to get to it in a second. We just sort of talked about Tate Martell and, and the, the lessons he might have learned as uh, that we all do at, at the age in which we go to college and, and any regrets that I'm sure we all have as well. So I, I think if you listen to this conversation with Joe about Tate Martell, you will more than likely in it with a better impression of Tate Martell than you did when you opened this podcast up today. So we're going to take a quick break and then we are going to get into it with Joe Rigo about the retired Tate Martell. Okay, as promised, Joe Rigo joins us. Joe, you uh, you reported on the Tate Martell retiring from UNLV. You've been all over that. I know that you've talked to Tate a few times about all this and and look like there's just always going to be a certain amount of college football fans who are just totally fascinated with Tate Martell because of who he was as a recruit, what he did at Bishop Gorman. Can you just tell us kind of what, to the best of your understanding, what led to Tate retiring from football? Yeah. First, thanks for having me. With Tate, he came to UNLV and when he got there, he had a torn ligament in his right throwing thumb. Um, He actually went to coach Marcus Arroyo's football camp and participated in it with the torn ligament and just ripped it. And uh, him and Coach Arroyo and the staff were talking and, and he they agreed that, you know, he'd come on as a walk on as an athlete and to see where it goes. And he wanted to go to UNLV. There were there were other opportunities for him. And he chose UNLV because he wanted to stay home and he believes in what Coach Arroyo has going on at UNLV and, and 
wanted to really put the program on his on the map and put him on his back. UNLV's third game of the year was Iowa State, third or fourth game of the year. And um, the thumb was just about healed. And two days before the game, that Thursday, they're going through the walkthrough. And he tore plantar fascia in his left foot. So now he's dealing with a thumb injury and a torn plantar fascia. He still played in the Iowa State game, got a few reps in there, wasn't the dynamic player that he had been prior to any of the injuries. And he had been working out diligently um, in Las Vegas with a quarterback guy from the Elite 11 quarterback camps and with his former high school uh, strength and conditioning coach, Sean Manuel, who also was at UNLV previously as their strength and conditioning coach. And Tate was in the best shape of his life physically and mentally, which was very important to him. And just with the injuries and, and him not being able to get on the field because of the injuries, he loved football, but he didn't love it enough just to be a guy on the team. He wanted to be the dynamic playmaker that he was. So with all that being said, the end of November, he let Coach Arroyo know that he was going to retire. It was He was going to be done. This is going to be the last year. And UNLV tried to convince him to stay. To their credit, they thought he was a great teammate. They loved what he brought inside the building every day. He was very helpful to all the all of his teammates and coaches. Just a, a leader in that locker room in the short time that he was there. Uh, but take this, you know, he was enough and he had some business ventures he wanted to get into. So he decided to go that route. There's no doubt he's going to be successful in those business ventures. And I think, and you mentioned it in one of your tweets about this. Uh, you said he has matured and he has reconciled relationships that he felt he did wrong. And maybe maybe some of the things he did wrong, you know, make him a great businessman. I just have just have always sensed that he just was a little bit, he just almost kind of transcended football and, and people are going to laugh at me for saying that. I don't mean that hyperbolically. I just, I just mean, you know, kind of had his eye on, on a different prize at some, at some times. And, you know, people will bring up the Nick Starkle DM and all that stuff. What, what did you specifically mean though, uh, when you said he's matured and he's reconciled relationships? And, and I guess Joe, like, we all did that at the same time from age 17 to 22 as well. Right. Well, Stark was a perfect example. Tate had the surgery on his thumb and he had quietly already told UNLV and they agreed to him for him to come to UNLV as a walk-on. And he went down to Steve Clarkson's quarterback camp and, over the summer and Starkle was there and he went up to him and said, hey, look, man, I'm sorry. I apologize. We're, 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 we're two grown men and this happened when we were kids and you know, we both come a long way and matured. You know, I'm sorry for my part in it. Stark will apologize. And they actually became really close friends and still communicate with each other. And they were actually looking forward to playing against each other when UNLV played San Jose State this past year. Uh, neither one of them actually played in the game, ironically. So from the maturing standpoint, I mean, imagine being, I mean, to me, I don't think it's hyperbole at all because I say Tate Martell is one of the three most, I guess, best, the three best high school football players ever, but he's the most infamous high school football player ever. And imagine being in your mid to late teens on, and you're the number one player in the country on the number one team in the country that has everybody looking at you. You're a rock star in Las Vegas. You're a rock star everywhere you go. And you're a quarterback and quarterbacks are wired different. Let's just be honest. You're going to kind of feel yourself a certain way. And with social media just really starting to to explode at the time, I mean, Twitter was probably in, in, in almost in the in, little past its infantile stages, almost getting to where it is now. And with QB1 coming out, Tate, I mean, you already felt a certain way about him. Either you liked him or you hated him. If you're a teammate, you loved him. His teammates love him. Dorian Thompson-Robinson loves Tate. I mean, he still looks at Tate as a big brother. And I've watched them train and work out over last summer together in Las Vegas. And 
that relationship is like Tate's still the alpha male, no matter what. And you got Bubba Bolden. He's still real tight with Bubba, real tight with Haskell Garrett and Brevin Jordan. And you go, you go down the list of guys that he played with and they all to a man love him. It's because of his personality. If he loves you and you're his teammate, he's all in, but he's going to defend you tooth and nail, whether he's right or wrong. And Tate just matured. I mean, I think at 17 or 18, I'm glad there wasn't social media when I was around because I probably would have done some stupid things and said some stupid things. And, and he's matured from that. And he's talked to past coaches and, and apologized for behaviors. Um, he's talked to, again, guys that he's played against and people just in the community that may have felt some certain way towards him for something that he did or said. And he's apologized. And he's tried to reconcile those relationships. But across the board... There isn't a, a teammate that I've come across, and I've talked to quite a few that look at Tate Martell as a bad guy. You mentioned that you're friends with him. How eager do you think Tate Martell is to to move on from being known as as Tate Martell, the the much hyped high school quarterback who played at a few different places and, and did some uh, played played at receiver in Miami and you know transferred around and and, and move on instead to, to Tate Martell next 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 chapter almost. That's a great question. I think Tate Martell is always going to be associated with football and high school football. And I don't think he's ever going to let that go, but I think he's, and I know for a fact, he's very optimistic and he's super pumped up about what he's doing in his business venture, which will all that will be coming out in the next, next few weeks and next, maybe in a couple months, he's, he's going to attack the business world the same way he would attack a defense. You know, he's going to be aggressive and he's, he sees things differently. I, mean, I, I can share this when Tate was injured and with the plantar fascia and he wasn't, he knew he wasn't going to play for a few weeks. He and I were, were talking and he showed me this notebook and he had 200 pages in a notebook of business notes for the business that he's a part of that. There were questions and answers and ideas and philosophies. And for me, I, was, I started, that's when it kind of dawned on me personally, where, when I said to him, I said, you know, you're looking at life after football. Now he goes hundred percent. And he's, he's attacking that with the same veracity that you would see, you know, him on the football field in high school. Joe Riga, founder of the franchise. Appreciate you coming on, Joe. This is really good stuff. And we'll, uh, we'll keep our eye out in the next few weeks uh, for, uh, Tate Martell's next steps. I appreciate it. Thank you. We really appreciate Joe joining us. Follow him on Twitter, Joe Arrigo FSM. And then, of course, we're, we're going to have to keep our eye out for some Tate Martell news. I think he'd do a good job hosting a podcast if he was vulnerable and open. Maybe he would be. I, I think I think that would be a good route for old Tate. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Thank you for humoring us in this episode, going back in time and, and talking about Tate Martell. We will have plenty of signing day coverage for you tomorrow and the next few days on the College Football Daily. Stay tuned.